Investor Creator teaches both seasoned and new investors how to buy the right houses at the right price anytime you want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable six or seven figure investing business that changes your life without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All of this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of Investor Creator, where I tell you the truth about what it takes to be a high-level six or seven-figure house flipper. Guys, right now I'm on my way to a house that we bought about two weeks ago. So if you hear the road noise, then that's what's going on. I'm actually smoking a cigar right now. What is this? This is a, a Diamond Crown Maximus. Pretty darn good. So if you hear the window roll down, then you know what that's about. But I wanted to tell you about this transaction. So the fun part about this one is that my father-in-law, his, his name is James, and he's considering getting into the house flipping business. So he's a corporate guy, super successful manager, like a really detailed guy and, and really a headstrong person. And I think that he would be super fantastic at this. Um, all personality types can do this business, but I think that he's especially suited for it just based on his ability to manage. And he said, you know, I'm thinking about doing this, you know, I'd like to go on an appointment. So we had an appointment come up and guys, it's been a while since I've gone personally to go and buy a house. Uh, I have an acquisition team that does that for me. But I thought, you know, I, I think it'd be fun to go and do this. So we went, it was about an hour away from the, the town that I personally live in. So we went on the road and, and it was kind of fun for me to, to see this mind, mindset shift that happened within about two hours. So we're on the way down and he's asking a whole bunch of questions and, you know, how do we do this and how do we do that? And what if this? And, you know, and I'm answering. And he said, this was the kind of fun thing is he said, Brad, you make it sound easy. And I said, well, don't let me fool you. It's not easy. It's just worthwhile. And I go into the, the talk about, you know, anything worth doing takes time and, you know, things that are worthwhile take effort and, you know, it's grit and determination that gets you through the learning curve and all of this. And so we go to the house and to tell you about the house, it was kind of an, an interesting deal. So we go there and I still remember the phone call. The guy calls and he says, uh, yeah, I've got this house and I want to sell it. And I, you know, I go into it and he said, you know, I, I just feel trapped here. You know, I didn't feel good when I bought it. And I said, well, how much are the repairs? He said, I don't think there's any repairs. And so we, we go there, I set the appointment and we go there. And the thing is, it was so great for James to see this seller because a lot of people, a lot of investors, frankly, don't get to see a motivated seller almost ever because their marketing is weak and they don't know how to negotiate or deal structure to put things together. Okay. So we go to this house and I'm, I'm going through it and I'm asking my questions. And, you know, it was kind of fun because at one point the motivated seller said, you know, guys, I want you guys to make money on this house. Now that's a motivating sign. Okay. We call that a sign. Um, he knew the, the values in the area. He said, you know, I think this house is worth in the one thirties and I comped it at one forty. So he was right on on that. He owed 57 and we ended up negotiating a $30,000 walk away and he would not come off of that number. That's the number that he gave me on the phone. That's the number that he stuck with and I was negotiating hard and I just couldn't get him to do that. So I flipped it. And so I said, you know, we can do the 30,000 walk away if we can do it another way. 
um, I need to leave that mortgage in place until I sell this house. So we went through the, the pros and cons of sub two so that he totally understood what we were doing. And he said, well, what happens if you don't make the payment? And so I said, well, you know, motivated seller, I'd be a pretty bad investor if I gave you 30 grand and didn't make a $700 per month payment with them. And he laughed and, and he agreed. So we ended up buying the property subject to 57. Uh, I had a private money lender come in for the 30,000 walkaway money. And we have a, a house that's worth 140 as is. So I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but we're somewhere around 65% of value as is. And that's a good deal. You know, so we're, we're going to make, I guess, close to 40 grand on a house that I have no money in. We have 30,000 at risk as far as what my personal name is on. We brought private, private money in for that 30,000. But, you know, that's how good a motivated seller deal can be. And it really comes down to creating motivated seller lead flow. You know, deal flow comes from lead flow. And if you have less than 30 leads a month, then you're going to have a difficult time running a business. You may hit deals, you know, three, four, five a year, and that's great. You know, for most people, that's far more than what they're making at a job. But if you want a business, then we have to have 30 plus leads a month to begin buying you know, multiple houses a month. And sometimes that doesn't even happen. You know, my marketing budget is five figures per month. Um, which I don't mind doing because your, your marketing is by far the best investment that you can make. Okay. But it was really fun to see this deal put together and it makes me, it, it, it's kind of frustrating in a way, um, that more, more investors don't have this kind of lead flow because I talk to people all across the country. You know, my mentees span from, from Dallas to Denver to the, the West coast, you know, in the Bay area. So you know, we're having a lot of fun. We're having a lot of success in what we're doing, but it comes down to lead flow, deal structure and negotiation. But the base, the base of that pyramid is always your marketing. It's your lead generation machine. So focus on your marketing guys, and you're going to have these kinds of deals. And when you get there and they're stuck on price, you know how to flip it to terms and get the best terms that you can. You know, whenever we left the house, the first thing that James said to me, he said, I think I could have bought that house. And he was right. He was right. You know, he realized that the guy was so motivated that you didn't have to be that great to go in there and buy equity. We were just the people that got there first. All right. And he was motivated and we took care of his problem and, and gave him what he asked for. And those are the easiest deals, guys. If we can give a seller what they're asking, because what they're asking fits in our model, then we're going to have easy transactions. We're going to have transactions where people are happy with us. I don't like transactions, frankly, where sellers come back and say, well, I've decided on a, a better price uh, for them, not for us. Or what, you know, they have this kind of seller's remorse where they wish they didn't do the deal with us. Now, I want people that are happy to give us an equity position that can frankly tell us what our equity position is, give or take. He knew that the house was worth in the 130s. And he was happy getting his 87000 as a sales price. Okay? Those are the kinds of deals that we're looking for. And so on the way home, me and James were talking, and I could tell his mindset shift was, was in the works. And he said, well, that just looked too easy. And I said, well, on the way here, James, it sounded easy. Now you've seen it happen, and it looks easy. 
I, I don't know what else to give you. <laughs> and that's really what it comes down to is that it is an easy business once you have the lead generation figured out and you get good at your script and you get some confidence and you get going and you have stories that you can tell about other transactions. You know, one of my favorite stories to tell, number one, as a caveat to this, um, you can tell anyone anything if you're talking about someone else. So whenever we go to a house that's vacant, especially if it's a tired landlord, and I ask them if they've switched the policy to a vacant policy, the insurance, and they say, well, no, most of them have no idea that they have to do that. And I said, well, you know, there was a time when I went to a house and he wanted to, to think about it. So he called me back about a week later and I said, well, meet me back over there at the house and, you know, let's make sure it's in the same condition and, and we'll do we'll do the deal. And so I walk into the front door and I close it. He, the seller was in front, front of me. We met in the yard, went in the front door, and I closed the door. And you could just kind of tell by the way the door shut. The sound in the house just didn't really sound right. It felt too empty. And it was. So there's no cabinets. There's no counters. There's no fixtures. There's no lights. I mean, somebody had gone in and stripped everything. The, uh, the house had copper plumbing. This was when copper was super high. And they took that too. So the guy really didn't have a house that he could sell me. He had a shell of a house. But of course, you know, I talked to him and said, well, you know, the price is different now. And he understood that. And I asked him, you know, tell me about the insurance. Maybe we can file a claim. I said, have you switched this to a vacant policy? And he said, no. So that's the risk that people have whenever there's a vacant house and they don't do that. So always do that guys on your house, have a vacant policy in place, you know, but it comes down to, I have stories at this point that I can tell people that are true and they can tell that it's true. So I can tell a seller, well, you know, if you move out of state, then you're going to have to switch this to a vacant policy because of this. So not only am I helping them, but I'm telling them of, of what could happen. And it's told in a way that can, up the motivation. So if I'm telling them a story about how a house gets stripped, they don't want that to happen to them. And the easiest way for that to not happen is to sell the house. Okay. So I hope that all makes sense. It was super fun for, for me to do that deal and, and to show James what's really possible in this, in this environment. And that was the second deal that we'd done that week. It put me right at 97,000 in equity purchase that week. This one was about 40. We had another one it was a pretty big rehab, but it was a little bit better on the profit side. So um, that week we were at 97000 And this was on a Wednesday. So I bought one on, on Monday, and we bought this one on a Wednesday. I guess it was two weeks ago now. And so it was, it was super fun that James could kind of see. Um, and he makes more than that per year, but I wouldn't say double, probably not double that. And, you know, this is what we can do in this business. And it's real. It's real. You know, what's not real, guys, in my opinion, is wholesaling houses from your your bathrobe, never talking to a seller. And, you know, you, you make all these offers and then you send send ha people to the house. And, you know, I, can anything happen? Sometimes, yes, lightning does strike, but I don't think you can, you can build a business on that. And that's why I feel like I'm here is to talk about what actually works in this business, because so many people just don't tell the truth frankly. And it kind of drives me nuts, you know, because I'm friends with some of these people, the, the main gurus that, that people talk about. And, um, you know, behind closed doors, it, it's, it's a different conversation than what is said openly. 
I'll just kind of put it that way. So I'm here to tell you the truth about what it takes to be a high level investor. And guys, it's really not that hard. You know, um, it's, it's difficult to get through the learning curve, but especially if you have some cash, it's really not that hard. The, the toughest part is getting some cash to where you can play with it. You know, you can up your marketing, you can test things out, try new things. That's the difficult part. You know, once you, you get to that position, the rest of it really is, is super scalable. You know, whenever marketing is the main cost of a business, you know, I, I didn't even have an office space until two years ago, you know, and, and I had employees and everybody worked from home and we were super, super lean and rigid and aggressive. And that's what can happen. It doesn't have to be this, um, this really difficult cash intensive business model. Okay. I always thought it was kind of interesting that McDonald's franchises, they're like two and a half million bucks to get them to where they sell the first hamburger. So, you know, they, they go to, to McDonald's corporate and they apply for a franchise and they have to go to this McDonald's burger school and, you know, learn all this stuff and learn systems. And then they have to get most people get financing and, you know, buy a piece of land and, and build and, you know, all of this stuff, like two and a half million dollars to, to sell what I don't, I haven't been to McDonald's in probably 15 years. So I don't know how much a hamburger is. I remember back in the day that the, their basic hamburger was like 29 cents. So you take a 29 cent freaking hamburger that you're try to, trying to whittle away at two and a half million bucks. And it works. Those franchises make a lot of money. They do very, very well. You know, they do it in volume. But I think, gosh, what would two and a half million dollars do in a real estate investing business? A hell of a lot more than what two and three and four dollar cheeseburgers are going to make. I guarantee you that. Okay. Hope that makes sense. I will talk to you guys soon. Happy investing.